Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Let's talk to Eric Hosmer, newly retired Major League Baseball player. Congratulations. And in Kansas City, my friend, you're always a legend. You were Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes. How about that? (laughs) I wish I could have finished like Patrick Mahomes, man. That guy's on top of the world. and He's still got a lot left, but I appreciate it. Good talking to you guys. I'm one of the few down here that still has some cell service, so... I'm excited to get to catch up with you guys. I didn't even think about that yet. Yeah, it's, it's it's going kind of kind of crazy today. So yeah, it is good to catch up with you, being that nobody could use their phones today from what whatever's going on. So how did you come to this decision? Like, what what's it like when you decide? You know what? I've done this for 13 years. I've had enough. See you later. Uh, you know, it, there's it's such a mental and physical drain, mostly mental. Um, you know, 2022, I had a crazy year. I was out in San Diego. Uh, got traded right at the deadline in case my wife was, you know, about to pop at any point in time there. And then we moved to Boston, find a place to stay in there. The baby's born. We stay there all off season, uh, go to California out there. we moose for a little bit to train, go to Arizona for spring and then Chicago. So it was crazy, man. We were just bouncing around from city to city. And once I got released from the Cubs uh, about end of May, early June, I just told Scott, I was like, man, I need some time to just clear my head and figure out what's going on. And, um, you know, I have a, a, a new son now, Jack, who's about 17, 18 months old, and I've enjoyed my time with him. So a lot of decisions uh, were hard, but ultimately just came down to me wanting to be with him and spend some more time with him. It kind of told you you were ready, right? Yeah, it definitely did. You know, um, you know, I was always, especially my time in Kansas City, I was the young guy and didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, start, or running or raising a family. And I remember watching Gordo in the back of the plane and we'd be flying home one, two in the morning and he'd be sleeping because he's going to get ready for school the next morning. So now I can definitely appreciate and understand all the stuff he was going through. You talk with Eric Osmer here on 610 Sports Radio and, and, and that means you got a new venture now. You're getting kind of into the podcast producing uh, world. What do you got going on? Yeah. So, you know, the main thing, everyone, um, all the guys I've been talking to about retirement and asking them for advice. They, they all say you want to stay involved in the game. You know, if you get too far away from the game, it's hard to get back in. And, um, you know, I really do want to stay involved in the game uh, as a coach or an assistant coach. That's a really hard schedule being on the road eight, nine months out of the year. So uh, Anthony and I, my business partner that's starting this Moonball company and digging deep the podcast, we just kind of always have floated these ideas out of starting something like this. And this is a way I feel like I can continue to give back to the baseball community 
I can kind of keep in touch with the fans and have some fun interactions back and forth. So I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, as you retire, you'll find out the season's really, really long. Bob, you had that story <laughs> yeah. about was it Joe Carter, right? It was Joe back Carter, there, yeah. There. Like, so you remember Joe Carter hit the one of the greatest home runs oh, in yeah. World Series history, right? And so oh, yeah. I, I, I want to say it was 2004, okay? And it's opening day, and I'm doing Royals pre and post game back then, Eric. And and Joe Carter is going to be the analyst for 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 that, Great. right? And awesome, that, that's outstanding. Uh-huh. You know, being in Kansas City and whatnot. Cool. Joe Carter. Opening day comes. We do the pregame show. We do the postgame show. And then you always have that day off after opening day, which is ridiculous, right? Everybody gets excited yeah. and then that day off. And then Joe Carter calls me because I quit. I go, what do you mean you quit? I said, we got, we got one game in. And, and he looks at me or talks to me. He goes, I didn't realize how long baseball games were. I said, Joe, you played the game. He goes, yeah, I just didn't. it's a lot different, man. I'm out. I just didn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that, man. As a position player, you know, most of the young guys when we were in Kansas City, we were rolling out there for about 160 games. But the days you did get a day off, you were fired up to have a day off throughout the day, you know, during BP and all that. And then as soon as the game starts, it's about the second inning and you don't know what to do with yourself. And you're like, man, I really wish I was in the lineup right now because this is, this is tough. This is different. Yeah, it's, it gets boring, I, I, right? I thought, of though, that as you said, I thought about being like an assistant coach or coach and realized how much it worked there. So I'm like, yeah, don't. Do a, do a, do like a podcast every week. Talk about baseball a couple times a week, maybe, but not 162 no, straight like in off season. No, like five or six guys Ooh. that are playing in the game it's, and call it a day, That's man. too much. I, I'm with you. Yeah, back off that. Yeah, that would be tough. I would. I tell you what, though, I would love to manage. I would love to to help in the front office some kind of way. But the assistant coaching role, it is a tough role. I, I definitely admire a lot of the guys that do that and the guys that are there with those guys, uh, you know, 24 seven. And those guys are getting there before the players and leaving after the players. So those are, those are long hours for them. See, you gotta be on like the George plan, right? Yeah. Rolling yeah. to spring training, <laughs> give a couple speeches, get in uniform a couple what, times and then, then skate. Yes. And even now thinking back to when George took the hitting coach job, the second half of 2013, I mean, the appreciation we had for him then to now, I, I realize how much I appreciate him much more now because he's living the best life there is. He's doing whatever he's got to do, and he took the time to come and work with us and that, and take on that full schedule. So never really understood when I was a player what he actually did or how much we actually appreciated it, but now I definitely appreciate and understand the you know the sacrifices he was making. Yeah, because because he was. I mean, it, it's not easy being like a, a hitting coach or whatever in, in in baseball, dealing with 25, 26 different guys, twenty six different mental makeups. You're you're basically a therapist more than a coach as the hitting coach, aren't you? <laughs> yes, and always there's always one guy that's in a little bit of a funk, and you're sweating it out with him at all times. So it is, it is a uh, it's a tough job. But that was what was so cool with Kansas City was ever since. Basically, instructionally, you know, George, uh, Willie Wilson, Mayberry, Dennis Leonard, all those guys were always around. So they, you know, we really all did kind of feel like family. Those guys were with us in Instructs, the Spring, the Fan Fest. We got to see them all the time. And those guys gave back so much to us, and it was so cool. And those are the, the moments that I've, I definitely cherish and, and don't take for granted. Eric Hosmer joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. Newly retired. You mentioned uh, working out with Moose. You couldn't outlast Moose, huh? He's back. <laughs> We all knew Moose was a baseball rap, man. You can't get him away from there. you got to tear the jersey off of him. So uh, I'll be pulling for him. I, I definitely can't wait to, you know, follow him throughout spring training. And even last year, he, uh, you know, went to Colorado on a non-roster invite, hit about 700 in spring, made that team. So 
I'm excited to see what Moose has in store for us this year. You say rip the jersey off him. You're actually going to be able to do that this year with how bad these jerseys <laughs> are, aren't you? <laughs> They're different, man. They are certainly different. There's a little see-through in the pants there, which I know the players aren't loving. And then, uh, I don't know, it, they don't look bad. It's just the, the letters on the, the name. They're a little small, and maybe that takes away from uh, – the, the big league in the jersey, but I know they'll fix it. I'm sure they'll fix it by opening day. No, I'm sure they will, too. Eric Hosmer with us here on 610 Sports Radio. All right, so you left Kansas City when you did, took the free agent deal out in San Diego. You went from being a legend and a superstar in Kansas City to just kind of being a dude out in San Diego. How difficult was that transition for you, going from a place where you could do no wrong to a new place where you basically had to try to prove yourself again? Seemed. Yeah. yeah, it was – it was definitely a uh, transition, you know, and, and that's something that's cool about the podcast of what we got going on is, um, you know, we get to dig a little deeper into some of these stories and, and the free agent process and how that all went down. And, you know, during all that time, you know, I definitely wanted to kind of speak my piece and at least have a little, little message to the Kansas City fans on what went down. But when you're a player, when you're in the thick of things, you know, it's just kind of it doesn't happen like that. And at the same time, you know, I was fully committed and, and going to San Diego and trying to turn that place around and trying to do what I could uh, just didn't work out that way. You know, they ended up becoming pretty good, having some really competitive teams and spending a lot of money there a couple of years after uh, I first signed there. But two completely different dynamics. You know, I was the young guy, like we talked about, um, you know, couldn't really do wrong in Kansas City. And then I was the guy that was getting paid in San Diego, not really performing the way I should have been or envisioned to be. So, you know, you got to take a lot of heat for that, and I and I certainly understand that. But um, you know, it didn't work out the way I did or the way I wanted, and that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. Do you do you look back at that and go, man, I should have just stayed in Kansas City and been the king here? I mean, like we talked about, Bob, there's a lot of things that we can really dive into, and um, at the end of the day, I had to make a decision that was best for me and my family, and that was going to set me and my family up for for life. You know, and. Um, yeah, I, there is times where, man, it was it would be nice to, to have one jersey. And, you know, I watch Salvi from afar and, and to see how special that is. But at the end of the day, the, the game's in a different place. And the whole, you know, play with one jersey, your whole career thing isn't, um, you know, when I grew up, it was a, a common thing. And I think now it's not as common. So, you know what, man, it, it's a decision that I really don't regret because at the end of the day, I had to take care of my family. But, it was so cool because even when I was with San Diego, there would be Kansas City fans that were in the stands at some of the games, and they'd be wearing the Royals shirt, the Royals hat, and we would always kind of make eye contact and give each other a nod. So that bond will never break, and it was always super strong. Yeah, that gives me goosebumps thinking about that because when you when you guys came onto the scene, we were talking about the first day you got called up, and it was Hosmer Mania and how excited everybody was. And then you did something in this town, Eric, that n- nobody had done since George Brett. You won a championship, right? The Chiefs were not doing anything. You guys went oh, out there. I thought you said bought, drink. I yeah, bought, say bought, bought, bought drinks. Bought drinks. I think that went know, a long way. That yeah. went a long yeah, way, yeah. too. But <laughs> but that came because of the winning. In, like I know I've talked to Dayton about this. Like I, I've asked Dayton. And I'll ask him again when I see him, like, do you realize what you accomplished here in Kansas City? And he's like, nah, not really. Like, like what you guys did in 14 and 15, not only did you change sports in this town, you changed this entire community around from a city that went to go, eh, maybe we can, to a city that went, yeah, we can. And it was because of you guys. Like, you guys will always have this profound impact on our city, man. I appreciate that. And, and I will say um, I am certainly team JJ and Sharpie all the way, but Dayton deserves a statue in front of that stadium because he's the one that changed that whole entire culture, 
he instilled all that from day one with us in the minor leagues to the big leagues that we were going to change this city. We were going to change how the fan base is enjoying baseball. We're going to turn this around and we're going to bring winning baseball to Kansas city. And he never got off that message. I mean, there was like, we all know during a baseball season, there's a lot of ups, there's a lot of downs. And even throughout the downs, he never came off that message. So he really had us buying into it. And, um, you know, Dayton is, is my biggest mentor in baseball. I've been talking to him, you know, weekly about the decision coming up just because I, I really do embrace his uh, his mentorship on me so much, and he's a guy that really changed everything there in Kansas City. And um, you know, I know the fans appreciate him, but man, he's he was the one that made it all happen. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he was fantastic in in, in turning this thing around. And as Bob mentioned, you guys kind of jump started the I, I think the winning the city the the feel good. You you pushed the Chiefs as well. I know you're you're tight with with Travis, and you've known Patrick and. Uh, Andy Reid has discussed like the Royals kind of kickstarting what they did across the parking lot. Now that you see where they're at, um, what are your eyes from afar as to what your buddies in the Chiefs have accomplished? Oh, man. they I mean, it's amazing how long they've sustained this run. I mean, they've been, what is it, 2016 or 17, whenever they first started winning, all the way up until now. Um, but it, it, it's just so cool to see it all from the beginning and, and how it all happened. You know, I remember – Trav brought uh, Mahomes to a game one time, and it was like, man, this is a young rookie they just drafted. And I remember Trav telling us all he's going to be the real deal. And, I mean, he's going to be – Mahomes is going to be like Michael Jordan to my son. So it's it's unreal how I got to see all the behind-the-scenes type stuff and how that all grew. And, you know, Trav's a guy that, um, you know, through all this success, through all the fame, he hasn't changed at all. And, you know, I really do love that guy, and I'm so happy for him and everything that he's accomplished, and uh, it doesn't look like those guys are slowing down anytime soon. I'm, I'm just envisioning in the future, Bob. Right. Okay. Eric, Eric's still on the line with us. Envisioning the future, um, Eric's having this discussion with his, with his son. He's like, I knew that guy win. Yeah. And his kid's like, yeah, whatever, whatever, Dad. <laughs> sure he did. You knew Mahomes win, you know, before he was ever Mahomes. First yeah. I go, you knew Mahomes? No way, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, a funny story, I called Gary over at Tibble down in the plaza one time, and it was Patrick's rookie year. And uh, it was like a week after he did the, I think it was like the, the no look pass or something like that. It might've been in Denver and Gary picks up the phone. And he goes, Hey Eric, I got a new assistant. He wants to talk to you. And it was Patrick. And he's like, Hey man, you know, congrats on all the stuff you guys have done with the Royals. And I'm like, man, I'm working out with my group right now in the off season and we're all doing the no look pass right now. And it was a cool little exchange we had, but those guys, man, they've done it. They've done so well on the field, but not only that, off the field as well. They're they're killing it. I'm so happy for them. Yeah, it's it, 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 speaking of killing it. I mean, Travis Kelsey himself is just like he's got a meal ticket to anywhere he wants when he's done playing football. What's it been like to watch this Taylor Swift dynamic? Because as a dad with two daughters, this has been the greatest thing that I've ever experienced. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, he brought a whole uh, fan base from to watch football i mean you know they they were all obviously taylor swift fans now they all love football so it's amazing to see how that's all turned out but um again like through everything he hasn't changed at all man he, he's the same guy every time you see him you feel like you've just talked to him the other day and everything's been the same and normal so just so happy for all those guys so happy for all those all their success and it really is amazing with all the opportunities they've had off the field how they continue to stay so locked in on the field and continue to win championships. You have talk with Eric Hosmer here on 610 Sports Radio. When are we going to see you back in Kansas City? Because, it, I mean, we're talking, Eric, and I hate to say this, this is a 10-year anniversary of that first World Series performance. 
Yeah, that's coming up. And then um, I don't know if I'm ruining any plans or anything, but next year or this coming year, we're having a reunion for the 14 team, which is going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I know they want to do some events. And then someone said something about them throwing a party over at McFadden's. And I've never heard of that place. So I'm excited. That'd to be awesome. See what that's all about. <laughs> That'd be great. So you're going to do that this summer, the 14 team, and then you're going to have to come back next year and do another one for the 15 team, right? Yes, but we're putting it on Bobby Witt's tab. He's got paid. He's got big money over there. So we're going to shoot that over to him. I think that's a good idea. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so so you've got that going on with, with the with the 14 team. When you when you celebrate 15, will Johnny Gomes be part of the deal? Absolutely will, man. Everyone that was in that building is going to be part of it. And Johnny's a guy I actually talked to quite a bit still. And, man, he was, he was a huge part of that team. And that's a uh, – those are the stuff that really I'm excited to to kind of share with people is there's certain people that are in a locker room and, you know, certain fan bases do get it. I do think Kansas city understands, especially like a guy like Dyson and how much he meant to our clubhouse and how he basically ran our clubhouse inside of it. And when, when Johnny came over, just seeing how locked in he was locked in, he was on a day-to-day basis, the little tips he was getting, he was calling people throughout the league to see if they had any information on guys we were playing in the playoffs so he'll definitely be a big part of it, man. Johnny Gomes is he seems like a character on the outside, but that dude is all about winning, man, and he is a he was a big part of it. Speaking of uh of characters, Ned has kind of taken on the life of a new character here on the show. Anytime we need something like done or think something needs to be done, we're like, "Oh, Ned could handle that." Like like we're t- uh, changing a tire, <laughs> like I don't know whatever it is, you know, wh- whatever it is like Ned could do that kind of stuff. Looking back on your career now and and having him as your manager, like what was it like every day going in there with Ned knowing that this guy could do anything? You like we made the joke that like Ned didn't know COVID was going on. That's how secluded he was at the farm. <laughs> Ned is Ned is awesome, man. And I tell you what, the, each year that I was away from Ned and the Royals and all that, I appreciated him that much more because like you guys said, he makes it seem like he doesn't know what's going on, but he knows exactly what's going on. He knows the heartbeat of the team. He can see when a guy's a little down certain days and he's going to connect with that guy to lift him up. And, you know, there were so many, uh, growth moments and growing pains that I went through personally with Ned. We all went through with Ned, but he was just so consistent with us. And, um, you know, he deserves to be, to be praised like how he is in Kansas city. And, you know, I got to see a lot of the stuff last year of him getting into the Royals hall of fame and them doing the ceremony on the field as well as Locaine and just super happy for him. He deserves all that and more. And, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing that at these reunions coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Eric, we appreciate the time. Let's do this more often. You got some time. Anytime you want to come on and, and, and talk. And Not 162. No. Anything like that. Uh, we wouldn't want you to I'm retire after to, day trying one to get you or some anything. retirement. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> and, and anytime, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it, man. I'll, I'll hit you up in, in a couple of days. We'll figure something out. And, and I'll tell Gene Watson and Chris Getz that you're willing to go work for them right now because you got people all over the place. Of Major League Baseball, you can join a front office. <laughs> we'll definitely do that, man. Yeah, we'll definitely catch up. Bob found a way to get my number from someone. I've been hiding for him for all these years, but we'll definitely, we'll definitely catch up. And uh, I'm excited to follow along. And you know, the Royals have been making some big moves, so I really do hope they have a good year. And I'm excited to watch. No doubt, Eric. We appreciate it, my man. Hang in there. 
All right, guys. Good talking to you. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.